Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 192, July 17, 2019. 99 degrees on this day in 1936. That was pre aquaside And 52 degrees in 1937 and in 1976 when there was aquaside, but the little brats would have said it was too cold to go in the water. <laughs> and now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. The Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey wants me to know that a golfer walked into the new Government National Golf Course Pro Shop. Hmm. And he asked the golf pro if they sold uh, ball markers. Oh. The golf pro said they do, and they are a buck. The golfer uh, gave the golf pro a dollar. The golf pro opened the register, put the dollar in, and hands the player a dime to use as a marker. And that is the economic model, is uh, Bernie Sanders' 90% tax plan to restore the U.S. economy. <laughs> <laughs> Registration on the first day back at school in Minneapolis. No. 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 See, when I gave you that sign, <laughs> that meant at the end of it. Oh, okay. But <laughs> Honest to God. Uh, registration on the first day back at school in Minneapolis this fall. This is from my friend Sanibel. Ahmed Al-Sharia, here. Mustafa Al-Sharia, here. Am I going to get in trouble for this one? I Probably. don't think so. It, it kind of sounds like you're going to. Yeah. No, not really. Fatima El Bindiri. Is it okay if I turn my mic off? Here. Ali Akma Shabib. Here. Ali Sun Alen. No answer. Ali Sun Alen. Little girl in the back stands up and yells, It's pronounced Allison Allen, for God's sake. <laughs> Boom. See? <laughs> How are you? I'll be doing two shows. <laughs> Maybe not after that joke. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with that. Uh, Marshall writes, wanted to say I really enjoyed the discussion about the Fermi paradox and a big thank you to Professor Rudnick Rudnick for helping us along the way. I had a thought during the discussion and was wondering if this would make your head explode. What if aliens had already visited Earth? Given the discussed age of the universe, wouldn't it be possible that aliens have already been here but they arrived during the Jurassic, and all they found were dinosaurs, or during the Crustaceous period, when there were lots of active volcanoes, weird animals, and no polar ice caps. As an advanced, intelligent alien species, wouldn't you take a look around at Earth and ask yourself, we just traveled halfway across the universe to this dump? What a waste of time. We traveled billions of miles for a thousand years, and now we have to head back. Why would anyone, alien or human, travel to an unknown planet in space? Wouldn't you want to check Wikipedia first? Think about it. An infinite amount of directions, one hundreds of billions of planets, and what? You're just going to point to one in the sky and head out? Pretty good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was more confused after speaking to Professor Rudnick than I was when, when you spoke to him before. That, that last email, though, we already had that discussion, Aliens in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mike writes, Hi, Joe. There is a very good biography about Enrico Fermi out called The Last Man Who Knew Everything. It's a good read, and I recommend it to anyone interested in history from that period. As for the Fermi paradox, that's something I've thought about for a long time. 
Now, in our galaxy, our sun is located in a minor spiral arm called the Orion Spur, which is basically out in the sticks. In galactic terms, just a minute, in galactic terms, because of this, we might as well be called uh, Space Dakota. My take on the Fermi Paradox <laughs> is that all of the famous alien explorers, say the alien equivalents of Magellan, Scott, Perry, or Shackleton, were first here many millennia ago. They found a planet that was nice enough, but not really remarkable compared to the other stuff they had seen. Once they found us out here, they stuck a pin in the map, and from then on figured it was just too far to visit very often, and not really worth the trip as there were so many more worlds to see nearer the center of the galaxy. I'm sure we still have alien visitors now and then, but I bet it's the kind of aliens that might say, hey, hold my beer, I'm going to shoot my hypersonic potato gun at the moon. So if you do encounter an alien, don't be surprised if it tries to get you to pull its finger huh. or ask you if you have any good method for getting rid of space rats infesting your <laughs> oxygen farm, keeping an eye on the skies while pushing back Mike. So what he's suggesting two, is... two emailers who say, we've been looked at and we have been found to be uninteresting. Yeah. What book did he recommend and who was it about? Uh, the Fermi, Enrico Fermi, F-E-R-M-I. And the title? The title is The Last Man Who Knew Everything. That book is actually written by Andrew Robinson. It's about the British polymath Thomas Young, who died in 1829. Why does he say this is a biography of Enrico Fermi? Why does he say this is a biography of Enrico Fermi? I don't know, Joe. Maybe he said it was in relation to, given the content. Let me keep searching. So so what that guy's suggesting is we're basically the dive bar of the universe? Oh, there's... this one, the one he means is the last man who knew everything, the life and times of Enrico Fermi. Right. So there's two out there. Ah, all right. I get ah, it. We okay. got that cleared up. I get it. I get it. The dive bar. Huh? I said we're the dive bar of the universe, basically. Yeah. Say, uh, give yourself a drum roll. Sorry. I think it's going to be a little stormy this afternoon. I probably won't get out on my Bintelli e-bike. Mm. I got it at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Right Those are downtown. water resistant, aren't they? Well, they are, but yeah, I'm not. You're not going uh, to. And I, I, uh, I walked yesterday, Kenny, while you were reporting that you were in a downpour. And it I didn't was, suffer a drop of rain. It was we so We were two miles weird. away from each other. As I approached the river on Franklin going down that long hill, traffic was almost at a standstill. Oh. Just because it was raining so hard, you couldn't see. Hmm. I get down to the Ford Bridge, not one drop. That's when I would have used the thumb control on the e-bike and not pedaled so I could concentrate on seeing if I was driving through a major rainstorm. EcoFun sells scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, full line of Yamaha motorcycles, a Apparel, helmets, full service department. Everything you need is at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, including those really popular Bintelli e-bikes. You can pedal on your own, use the motor assist to make pedaling easier, or use the thumb control and cruise up to 20 miles an hour with no effort at all. When you're on the show floor at EcoFun, you're going to see a bigger display of electric bikes, and you'll see at the shops that uh, sell bikes exclusively, and also you're going to pay uh, pay less for your Bintelli, Lance, and Yamaha scooters, gas-powered scooters. Everything you want is at EcoFun Motorsports, EcoFunMotorsports.com, located right downtown in Forest Lake. I've done a lot of homework today, boys. Uh-oh. I, and I guess I just can't give up uh, on how deceived a generation or two of people uh, how, how they're being deceived with this climate hysteria. And you know perfectly well that uh, tonight here locally on uh, newscasts, 
uh, climate change will be given as a reason why we're in a, in such a hot spill. Mm-hmm. And then you know damn well on the national news, it probably will be the lead story because the East Coast is going to experience some warm weather. It's mm-hmm. it's common and it's assumed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the headlines for, for uh, the stories on what's happening on Big Island and uh, the E. coli pro- pro- uh, problem there, no matter what caused this problem, it's going to happen more in the future because of global warming. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what the headline said. And what's sad about this, the generations being deceived is that they're being taught that uh, a hot summer day is an anomaly. Right. What, what got foghorn? You said sad. Is that foghorn? I thought sad was I don't fog- think it's foghorn. Uh, uh, but in any oh. event, it, it saddens me that you have young people who believe that a hot summer day should not be the case. It's July. It's summer. Mm-hmm. So now we get the big East Coast uh, heat wave is coming up. So I, I went, did my homework. Which happens to, uh, every year. Every year. I went to AccuWeather. All right. It's like the East Coast blizzards. Went to AccuWeather. Uh, among the cities that could break or challenge records on Saturday is Manchester, New Hampshire, which is forecast to hit the century mark. The daily record high in Manchester for July 20 is 94 degrees, set in 1949. Uh, With a forecast high of 100, Philadelphia could shatter its daily high of 97 on Saturday. Washington, D.C. will also swelter on a forecasted high of 102. However, the nation's capital shouldn't break its daily and all-time high of 106, set on July 20, 1930, about 12 years after the mercury hit 106 in 1918. Hmm. I could go on and on. My fear is that there'll come a time when this is going to be removed from the internets, and then I won't be able to go back and find the sense when. Oh boy! Because all you're doing, all you're experiencing with these heat waves, is what mankind has experienced for as long as we know. That there is nothing unusual about these. But don't you think that there are still enough people out there that want to adhere to those records that they won't? I hope so. I do too. From NPR, study, Minnesota and Midwest could see more dangerously hot days as climate change worsens. Well, we have no evidence that climate change is worsening. None. The study was conducted by the Union of Concerned Scientists, a nonprofit that advocates advocates for science-based solutions to problems like climate change. It projected both temperature and humidity into the future under three different greenhouse gas emission scenarios. The researchers used 18 different climate models. That's not science. No. You're playing games on your computer. You can make it result in whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. And the headline is very decept- uh, deceptive because they use the word could. Mm-hmm. We could see. The study's results are especially worrisome for people who work outdoors. Okay, well, you know, construction workers and road crew guys have been told this for the last <laughs> hundred years. Drink a lot of water. Or as Royce told the Antifa protester, stay hydrated. <laughs> stay hydrated. <laughs> stay hydrated. <laughs> Who won the protest? Uh, now you got <laughs> Prince Charles. <laughs> Prince Charles is now saying we only have eighteen months. Oh, that's it. Wow. This 18. is before. This is before Ooh. we had a hundred months. But he's now saying no. We're we're down to uh, before eighteen what? months. Before well, the, it's over. We're, we'll, the we'll the earth implodes. Ex- we'll become extinct. Hmm. We'll become extinct. Well, that's been nice knowing you guys. Uh-huh. I'm done with bills. He Can't just. <laughs> He just gave us, a couple of years ago, he gave us uh, 96 months. Now, oh, in, in July 18, 2015, Chuck told us we have 35 years. 
to 30, save the planet. 35, okay. Okay. In 09, he said we had 96 months. <laughs> okay. Wow. It's like it's like the old joke. I was reading the comments on the story. It's like the old joke the doctor says to the patient, you got six months to live. The guy couldn't pay his bill, so the doctor gave him another six months. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. See, it's the same damn thing. This is all meaningless. And now Chuck is down to uh, 18 months. I'm not going to read all of Chuck's BS because he's full of BS. He has nothing else to do. The poor bastard never really got his act together. So what he? is that? That's Christmas 2021, yeah. right? Right around the new year? Yeah, it's 18 months, Kenny. Yeah. That's all we have left. 2020. 20, 20. Christmas 2020. Huh? 18 months. Right. You're right. Christmas 2020. Yeah. I'm going to predict we'll be okay. No, I think it's Bold stance you're taking. I'm, I'm going to crawl out on that big, thick limb. <laughs> I might I'm not, telling you something. I might not be here, but y'all probably will. Y'all. <laughs> so then I went to uh, keeping in mind that the, uh, the network evening newscast will be uh, leading off with their hysteria. Uh, I went and looked up, uh, admittedly it's Wikipedia, but I, I find Wikipedia has not let me down terribly over the years, right? Uh, so I looked up list of historical heat waves. And I found a couple of interesting things. Hmm. 1950s, a prolonged severe drought and heat wave occurred in the early 1950s throughout the central and southern United States. In some areas, it was drier than during the Dust Bowl, and the heat wave in most areas was within the top five on record. The heat was particularly severe in 1954, with 22 days of temperatures exceeding 100 degrees, covering significant parts of 11 states. Wow. Mm-hmm. On July 14, the thermometer in 54, the thermometer reached 117 in East St. Louis, Illinois, which remains the highest temperature for that state. 1955 United Kingdom heat wave was a period of hot weather that was accompanied by drought. In some places, it was the worst drought on record. Uh, more severe than uh, droughts they experienced in 1976 and 1995. Wow. All right. Oh, this is fascinating. Going to do the homework is what's fascinating. I haven't heard a word you've said because I clicked on right away a list of heat waves. Oh, my goodness. We're starting in 1757. 1757. Yeah. Europe experienced its hottest summer in 500 years. Yeah. That apparently was surpassed in 2003. 1896. Mm-hmm. 1,500 people killed in a North American heat wave. Wow. My point is this. Wow. The normal events of nature have been seized upon as examples of doom. Yeah. Unless we, we acquiesce to governments to allow them to more and more control the behavior of your life. And that's why the 250 people running for president as Democrats have it at the top of their platform to combat climate change when they don't know what they're combating, that it can't be done. And yet they really, really seize it as an example to create more power for themselves. Mm-hmm. Why are people so blindly following this then? You missed the... Uh, well, I mean, they my, just accept it with no because, explanation because, at because, all. Because they've wiped God and religion and any theological belief out of their life, and uh, they've replaced it with this. But this isn't even science. Of course it isn't. But it's becoming so ingrained. Joe, you read the thing in the Wall Street Journal with the cars where it features once a week. Yeah, yeah. on did, Wednesdays. Did you, there's a neat did you see it today? Yeah, a guy, a guy electrified a VW bug. And did you see his reason? No, and I'll tell you why, John. Interesting. 
I consider that feature a treat for me during the week. Yeah. And when I saw it was some fruitcake <laughs> who loaded up an old VW bug with batteries, I wasn't interested in yeah. it. I didn't read it. Because you know why he's worried about but, the climate. Well, and here's the deal: he says I'm from San Francisco, but I'm a conservative. Mm-hmm. But I figured with global warming, et cetera, et cetera, I could go and do this. So he, I mean, he's bought it lock, stock, and barrel. He's he's Has he's anybody in, ever even looked at he says he's a nickel and lead mining? <laughs> and what that produces, it's, it's, it's worse than oil. Well, you missed Joe's letter oil. to the editor on Monday, Kenny, the gal that bought, what, what was, the, what was the, the kicker, Joe, the line that she had towards the end, the climate crisis, and this is going to change generations or so, something to that effect. Well, just, but there's millions of people just like her out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. What did she buy? <clears throat> well, she was admonishing uh, the Democratic Party that she believes isn't doing enough to address this, what is <laughs> to her the most urgent crisis that faces the world. It's it's sad. It's sad that you, you're being used, honey. Uh, you're being used by, by Marxists who are going to... Re- what the failed academy, they've acted in concert with the failed academy. The failed academy is producing millions and millions of young people who believe this BS and aren't going to take the time to go and just Google AccuWeather, go to Wikipedia, Google historic heat waves. You can find everything that you want to find. There's nothing new about it. This is summer. This is summer. And people will say, well, no, the rain in Kenny experienced yesterday was not normal. Why did it rain so hard in his spot and it didn't rain two miles away? Who gives a bleep? That's the way it works. <laughs> the same phenomenon. You'll find that if you're driving on the freeway. When you drive into a rainstorm, you, then drive, you drive, thro- out of it. drive through it and then drive out of it. And then an hour or two down the road, the same thing happens. It's just, it's weather, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's, I'm going to come back with two more items because I, I want to complete my, ho- my own personal homework assignment. Are you ready for a different point of view? Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. I'm here, as always, to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. But of course, you do have to give me a call at 952-925-5608. With much market volatility on the horizon, you're going to need some help. So give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice from me. Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I'm here to help you personally set your portfolio to deal with this upcoming volatility. So make a point to give me a call for a no cost, no obligation, 48 minute review at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. The chairman of the Oregon Republican Party on Monday filed paperwork to launch a recall against Democratic Governor Kate Brown. Citing some of the laws Democrats passed in the 2019 legislative session, Chairman Bill Courier also pointed to Brown's announcement the day after lawmakers went home last month that if necessary, she would use her executive powers to implement climate change policies similar to the plan defeated in Salem. In a move that attracted international attention and rallied conservatives in Oregon, 
State Republicans boycotted the Capitol for more than a week in July to prevent Democrats from voting on the carbon capping bill. Democrats ultimately conceded they lacked the votes to pass the bill. Brown threatened to usurp usurp legislative power with executive orders. Well, so does Trump. (laughs) To implement her failed legislation, deciding single-handedly what is best for Oregon, Courier wrote on a petition which he used in his official GOP email address. Monday was the first day opponents could file petitions to recall Brown, who has now served six months of her second term after winning re-election in November. Organizers now have 90 days to gather, excuse me, 280,050 valid signatures from voters, according to the Secretary of State's office. That's a high bar. It's not unusual for campaigns to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars collecting signatures to qualify initiatives for the ballot, even though recent initiatives have needed just over 100,000 signatures. Uh, If recall supporters gather enough signatures, a special election could be scheduled sometime in November. Okay, let me just cut to the chase here. Courier said Monday that the Oregon Republican Party is essentially filing this recall petition and executing the campaign on behalf of a variety of groups, uh, including but not limited to people opposed to the state providing driver's license to unauthorized immigrants. We are, as we speak, talking to all of these groups and will strive to message their concerns during the campaign. Uh, What this what Kate Brown has said is. Uh, I didn't like the fact that you didn't uh, pass the climate change legislation, so I'm doing it by executive order. (laughs) Trump has essentially failed on his executive orders, hasn't he? He hasn't. Pretty much. I mean, he hasn't gotten a wall built or he hasn't. uh, uh, What else did he want to do with executive orders? I wonder what the history of success and failure is for uh, executive orders, presidential. But see, see here, here she is in the salon. I think she's the first LGBTQRMPQTVWXYZMNOPQR governor mm-hmm. in the, in the country, which may be neither here nor there. But that would suggest to me she's left leaning. Yes, she is a Democrat, and, and she came to, and she's now been the governor. And she said, "Damn it, uh, I you know I've swabbed, drank the Kool Aid, and you people aren't buying it. I'm buying it, so I'm going to sign this into legislation." So the Republican Party is attempting to push back, right? Don't worry, we're going to get closer to home here in a minute. Finnish scientists. F-I-N-N-I-S-H. Right. Finnish scientists. Got it. Effective human activity on climate change is insignificant. Now, as Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey noted, it was either Kelsey or Jordy who, who alerted me to this. Keep in mind, these aren't exactly le- uh, right-leaning crackpots in Finland. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> A new paper published by researchers from the University of Turku in Finland suggests that even though observed changes in the climate are real, the effects of human activity on these changes are insignificant. The team suggests that the idea of man-made climate change is a mere miscalculation or skewing the formulas by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Now, let me go back to a crucial sentence here. Finland suggests that even though observed changes in the climate are real, there's not a, there's not a year in the history of Earth when you couldn't have said that. And that's what you've been saying all along. It doesn't, you could, you could have said that in 1950. Yeah, you, we're seeing some changes. You reading this from the uh, Helsinki Times? Yes. Okay. Yerke Kopanen mm-hmm. and Pekka Malmi. Sure. I think they both play for the Mighty Ducks. From the <laughs> Department of Physics and Astronomy, the University of Turku, in their paper published on the 29th of June this year, claimed to prove that the, the GCM models used in I, International Climate Change Report uh, f- 
fail to calculate the influences of the low cloud cover changes in the global temperature. That is why these models give a very small natural temperature change, leaving a very large change for the contribution of greenhouse gases in the observed temperature. The point being, again, the variables are so many that it borders on insanity to think you can identify them (laughs) and then do something about it. Mm -hmm. It borders on insanity. There's not a time in human history when you couldn't have said exactly what's being said today. Holy cow, it rained yesterday. It didn't rain this hard in, uh, two years ago. You could, you could make that claim all throughout history. The difference is it's being used this time to bring about political change that has nothing to do with the environment. I've never been more certain of anything in my life. Never been more certain. The article I'm reading goes on to uh, say the paper has the paper they wrote has been criticized for not being peer reviewed mm-hmm. and other climate. In other words, they're uh, they're rocking the boat, right? And the rest of the scientists are, are going, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. So in these people's world. Is it just supposed to be 70 degrees every day of the year? Well, that's a fun question we've asked. Uh, you know, do they have a do they have a time in mind <laughs> when they actually thought human beings were in harmony with nature? Human beings have nothing to do with nature. Man is not bigger than nature. Human beings have nothing to do with it. Unless it relates to Lake Minnetonka when they're pooping in the water. Which, by the way, is going to happen more frequently due to increasing climate change. So let me see if I got this straight. Check this out. As a result of increasing climate change, people will have to go to the bathroom more often? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a good question, Joe. Mm -hmm. Tonight at 10. (laughs) Don't dive in the lake and uh, relieve yourself. Right. It's 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 a a, good rule to live by. It's a lake. It's a nice body of water. Why would you befoul it? (laughs) Well, because you've just had 15 Bud Lights. That's why. (laughs) And you fell out of your inner tube and thought, well, what the hell? I might as well go. I ain't going all the way back to shore. I'm not climbing up on the boat. (laughs) But how is that? I mean, aren't you? It's in your own. It's right around you. You you get underwater. Do you have have to swim away from it as you're relieving yourself? I'll tell you a funny story. I'll tell you a funny story. Or maybe on your back and arc it up into the air over at your buddy. (laughs) God only knows why. But uh, the kid I used to have... Uh, drove up here from Illinois, and and again, God only knows why they stopped at the Dells. Oh, that poor guy! And they went swimming. Oh, in one of the indoor facilities. Sure, right? Yuck! It's a, right, this is right out of Caddyshack. <laughs> there appears to be a uh, a duty, <laughs> a duty in the water. Sure, and and all but all the kids, but one one of them. Uh. The gal was was out of the water, but they spot the duty, and she's crawling like crazy, having fun, swimming back to the duty. Stop! <laughs> right. Stop! Right. Stop! Oh. Stop! Get your head up! Look where you're going! There's a duty! You're about to crash! <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, and she avoided it. So I just uh, I thought that made a. Funny cartoon. Was it a baby Ruth or was it a dude? I don't know. They probably had to drain the pool and bring in a guy in a hazmat suit and then take a bite out of it. (laughs) See, it's it's okay. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. So that's my my homework today. 
I'm warning the GLers that if you watch don't go any, in the water. Watch any of the network news tonight. You're going to be inundated with climate change hysteria. That'll be happening locally. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's sad. It's a it's a shame. Uh, but a lot of kids are being taught that you know you shouldn't have a hot day. That's not normal. I don't know what the temperature's supposed to be. Seventy-two point six. I don't know. This summer actually reminds me of when I was a kid. It seemed like days were always like this. Me too. Uh, you know, we had uh, youth baseball last night. A lot of kids stayed home. What? Too hot. Too hot. Oh. Well, they're being taught that this is an anomaly. It's not. It's summer in the United States. You're supposed to play baseball in the heat and the humidity oh. if you're in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. 1954, devastating heat wave. Nobody will know that. Unless they listen to this show. Right. 1930s in Washington, D.C. 1757. What What do you people... Well, I'm preaching to the choir. GLers pretty much are, uh, are on board with uh, realizing that uh, we're not... We're, we're not... Do, we're doomed in many ways, but it's not by the climate. Mm-hmm. It is just not by the climate. Say, I want to welcome back Rapid Sports Marine. There's a lot of summer left. They have an abundance of models throughout all brands, Crestliner, Lund, Glastron, and Ranger. I've told you before, I love the architecture of those glass uh, Glastrons. Uh, and Crestliner, they've been made in Minnesota for every se- over 70 years. Whether you know it or not, you've been in a Crestliner. <laughs> Your so, grandfather probably had that's one. That's so true. They're the uh, Rapid Marine <laughs> is the largest Crestliner deal, uh, dealer, and uh, they have sale price all 2019 models, so you can make the most of the remaining summer. Uh, and there's plenty left. With a quiet, fuel-efficient Mercury 4-stroke on back, it will not only up your cylinder index, but get you to the fish every time. And don't forget, you mentioned my name or GL, you're going to save an extra 250 bucks on these already low prices. Uh, four locations, Ham Lake, Shakopee, yes, open during construction, Rogers, and St. Cloud. They're the largest Glastron boat dealer in Minnesota. That is a very, very cool speedboat. Uh, uh, also, also Lund Cross Crossovers. As the name implies, the crossover is the perfect recreational boat for the entire family. Fishing, tubing, cruising, and lounging, something for everyone. You can still have time to get the family out on the water this summer uh, uh, with the uh, with the great lineup they have at Rapid Marine, rapidmarine.com. Glastron, Mercury, Crestliner, uh, pontoon boats, speed boats, fishing boats. It's a one-stop place and great service, rapidmarine.com. We'll probably be back with Johnny Height, huh? And now a man who needs brand new $3 headphones, <laughs> Joe Suchere. I got to get some. Mine are falling apart in my hands. That is true. As long as I've worked with you at radio, God. you have the worst pair what of headphones. What the hell, Such? I don't like those submarine-style ones you guys oh, got. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, you have any idea how sexy I sound in these headphones? Yeah. Here's John Height. Yeah, that's sounds how I like think he's it. super interested. <laughs> yeah. I think about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Joe. After the top three officials in the Minnesota Department of Human Services submitted their resignations in the span of just a few days, the two deputy commissioners have now rescinded their resignations and will remain in their roles. A message from Acting Commissioner Pam Wheelock said Deputy Commissioners Chuck Johnson and Claire Wilson have rescinded their resignations, which were initially reported last Thursday. We'll uh, never know. We'll never know what's going on, just like we never knew what was going on with the snafu in the Minnesota licensing program. The Incompetency. 
The message said, we are working hard to bring stability to the department and to ensure our important work continues. It says, I thank Chuck and Claire for their willingness to continue their leadership roles during my tenure. All of this comes after Human Services Commissioner Tony Laurie resigned on Monday, six months after being appointed. So, our, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go Governor ahead. Tim Walz said Monday, I think a very candid and I think a very raw letter from Commissioner Laurie simply acknowledged he was the wrong person to lead the agency at this time. No other explanations were given for any of the resignations. Okay, stop. Uh-huh. So the two that decided, yeah, we're going to come back, they quit because of this guy, Lori, who just quit. We don't know that. That's I, what it I would think seem that would, like. an assumption could be made that says that. What did he do that was so egregious? I, I don't We don't know. Idea. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. You'll never know. I, I have Isn't a, it our right to know? Absolutely. I, I have a question. Um, yeah. He said, "Get back to the important work. What what, what do they do? Yeah, what do what, it do? What do it do? Department of Human Services. What do they take care of? I, uh, oh, they take care of uh, everything. Uh, they take care of people and uh, equity, food and drugs and health care. Gotcha. And, uh, they fix my broken window on my truck. No." Nope. The email from Wheelock also confirmed that Chief of Staff Stacy Weeks resigned from her position. She was Lori's Chief of Staff. And she also not coming back. That's correct. Hmm. Another local government brought the recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance to a vote last night. Edina City leaders' decision to recite the pledge came one day after St. Louis Park City Council members decided to bring back the pledge. Okay, this is overreacting. Edina was one of the few cities in Minnesota where the pledge was not recited at council meetings. However, in a matter of hours Tuesday night, the decision to start saying the pledge was made without arguments from any of the council members. So basically, this is everyone running to try to get this out there before they get protests? Is that the deal? <laughs> Authorities reporting Wednesday... The people in St. Louis, St. Louis Park City Council still doesn't get it. No, they don't. No. They don't get it. Authorities reporting a Wednesday morning a dump truck was stolen from a construction company's office and storage area and now has been recovered in St. Paul. Didn't know I could drive a dump truck. <laughs> I didn't know I could drive one. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension said Pine County authorities were notified Monday night of a, quote, vehicle prowl at the Schaefer Contracting Office and storage area near Highway 70 and Interstate 35 near Pine City. Employee told deputies one of the dump trucks was not where it was supposed to be, and other tools and equipment had been rummaged through. That's Rock Creek, and uh, they're rebuilding some ramps and a bridge there, I believe. Every time I hear dump truck, I think of Garwood, the famous speedboat racer. Well, that's a weird... Uh, why? Because he invented the hydraulic lift. That was the source oh, of his fortune. Really? Fascinating. Minneapolis guy. No Gar- kidding. Garwood, yeah. Hmm. Wow. He invented the hydraulic tubing that allowed... Dump trucks to come into being. Yeah, hydraulic cylinder. Mm-hmm. I did not know mm-hmm. that. Used on virtually everything. Well, you now. learn more here by accident uh-huh. than elsewhere by design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. There will be new events. Well, wait, were you done yeah. with that that construction story? Sure. All right. What do you want more? Or what do you want? Uh, so somebody uh, uh, somebody grabbed it from there yeah, and just, just drove it into drove town. Drove it from Pine City to St. Paul where yeah. they recovered it okay. uh, yesterday. Gotcha. There will be new events and new places to visit at the Minnesota State Fair this season. Like you said, Joe, they know how to stay in the <laughs> they news. They just can't don't keep they? out of the news, can they, John? Wednesday morning, fair officials highlighted the new North End Event Center, which will be used to house various exhibits, including Minnesota Corn Fair Stock, hmm? Ang- uh, Angry Birds Universe, the exhibition, and other things. You know oh. what? They should have added us, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. 
Angry Birds, isn't that a isn't that a game my, you play in your My kids are going to drag me to that one. They're obsessed with Angry Birds. GL is at the State Fair. I was just yes. going to make that announcement. The it's... first Thursday yep. and the last Friday. The 22nd mm-hmm. and, and the 30th. And we're going to get to see all the GLers. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. We're going to have GL merchandise for sale. Where, uh, it's going to be fantastic. Where are you guys going to be at? You're going to be there. <laughs> you're going to be there. Uh, you tell us that, Chris. Uh, here are your dates. As the mayor mentioned, Thursday, August 22nd, Friday, August 30th. From 12.30 to 2.15 p.m., we are going to be at the KSTP building stage. That's the Channel 5 booth right. that's right next door the, to the our TV old building. location. The TV building. Uh, corner of Carnes Avenue and Chambers Street. The merchandise will be available at our old location, right. the, which it's is right going to be the score north feet away. Not even, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. It will be right there. And I've yeah. heard you guys have been asked to stick around for a couple of hours after each broadcast Why do you or keep podcast. Us guys? Uh, so the listeners can buy you guys drinks? Yeah, we'll be around. We're only doing two shows. We're going to make the most of it. Because uh, traditionally, uh, you say amen and you've got one foot out the door. Well, already. that's being, well, you know, that's, 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 those are different days. Okay. This is the things, podcast things era. Things are different now. When yeah, I, things are different. When I tweeted this out, by the way, yesterday, um, Patrick Royce retweeted it with the following. Good luck to all. You can contact me by phone on 30th <laughs> if that works. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking Patrick's not going to be joining us out this but great we had, to get together. But that fair became such a part of the fabric of the show. Yeah. Yep. It did. It, it, that I'm thrilled to do, too. I mean, that's not so, going to kill us. Are you no. going to trot out the same old crap you do every year? <laughs> I hope so. Marjorie's going to be 100. Here comes a cow. No. Oh, we got to have Doris. Got to have gotta... Doris mold with the animals. Mm-hmm. That's been part of the town, uh, the mythical town of Garage Logic's history. Uh, Butter Queen, Bee Butter. Queen, Channel Princess five, K. Channel Five going to care if we got animals in there? You I know, don't care. Uh, we'll put Kenny in charge of scooping. Yeah, there you go. Scooping the we'll poop. give him a bucket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw it in Lake Minnetonka. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of fair animals, uh, there'll be more animals and uh, goats. Will now have their own education station outside the South. I thought they did already. Nope, brand new. Uh, additionally, the cattle barn's been repaired after damage in March. It'll oh, be yeah. fully operational. Uh, new rides, the Sea Ray, the Zero Gravity, and the Merry-Go-Round. I don't know that the Merry-Go-Round's new. But Am I going to get any called. work out of him putting a fair show together? Oh, yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. You going to go into that goat shed with those uh, no. big, sexy goats with their come-hither eyes? No. Gaze oh, big, at you. sexy goats. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That was weird, Kenny. It, it just, uh, now, here's one, Joe. You'll, you'll be interested in this, I of course. I hope so. A handful, <laughs> handful of items will be on display at the Eco Experience exhibit in the Progress Center this year, including an 18,000-pound block of ice. Really? That officials hope will raise awareness of climate change's effects no! on the state's well, ice who's, season. Who's sponsoring this? Uh, it's uh, the Eco Experience, the Progress Center. Uh, it doesn't say who is sponsoring it. What what am I supposed to be made aware of? Yeah, I guess There's a block just, of ice. It's just like when it's Will, August. Will uh, Steger Will showed Steger up with a block of up. ice. I said, Will, it's August. It's going to yeah. melt. He threw it on the ground and said, Look, see? Yeah. yeah. Got my music ready? Oh, boy. Uh, click on that. Uh, click on that. I got a little story to tell you. This, uh... Hey, y'all. Here's Kenny with news from the Crabby Coffee Shop. This GD ridiculous example of global warming that these 
asshats trot out every year <laughs> with a block of ice. Mm-hmm. This was solved hundreds and hundreds of years ago when all of our ancestors would go out to the lake in the middle of winter, cut out giant blocks of ice, yep. drag them to a shed that was built into the side of the hill, and then cover and this with what? And then cover this ice and everything with sawdust. sawdust. Yep. And that's how they kept their food cold yep. all summer long. That's right. When temperatures would reach over 100 degrees. That's right. Yeah, GD morons. Oh, no, yep. no it's, it's much hotter now, Kenny. <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean. What did the sawdust do? It just insulated it, basically? Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I did not know that. I did not either. God bless it. I'm so old that I have a How memory. I have you? a memory in my mind's eye of a of an ice shed. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, white bear way. They're still standing. They yeah. like building them into the sides of hills yeah. because and there was they one hurt. by Tanner's Lake. I remember. Well, the uh, house I grew up in in the basement, we had a little ice box. They were they were. You'd open the door and there'd be yeah. A, a, it's a an ice box. Sp- yeah, there was about. Five of them, and I, when I was a kid, I, I had mean, no idea what they, they were, were doing. This as recently as the Three Stooges in the '30s. I still that call great, it the ice box. That great, that great episode where they're trucking the ice blocks up the steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> it's not that long ago, you jackasses. <laughs> Jeez, you called them jackasses, not us, right? Well, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> you fit. Yeah. A 37-year-old man is in custody in southern Minnesota after reportedly going into his former place of business with a shotgun Tuesday afternoon. Oh, boy. Officials said Philip Jonathan Martinez had been dismissed from Lou Rich, Inc. earlier Tuesday, but showed up around 1 p.m. with a shotgun allegedly intending to threaten a supervisor. Officials say Martinez left the scene without harming anyone and before law enforcement could get there. He was located at his residence. Officials said Martinez was taken into custody about 3 in the afternoon with no further harm to him or anybody else. Albert Lee Fire and Rescue, the Freeborn County Sheriff's Office, State Patrol, and Department of Natural Resources all assisted in the incident. For some reason, this reminds me of a Steve Harvey bit about getting fired, which is (laughs) hilarious. And then I was going to ask, am I the only person that's been happy when he gets fired? I've been fired a number of times, and every time it's been, woohoo, see you later. I, I, I cannot say that. You don't feel that way? No. Yeah. No, you got to put food on your on your family. Got to put, put food, food on, on your, your family. family. Yeah. All right. The Perkins restaurant. I love though the last time when Kenny said, "I'd like to establish that I now have six day weekends." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream come true. It was, it was the best fall of my entire life. Which fall was that? Two thousand eighteen. Weren't you joining us on the podcast? One day a week. I'd drive down in the morning and drive back up as soon as it was done. (laughs) You were only doing one day to start. Look at his watch and start tapping it. Let's go, fellas. See, then the podcast got so damn popular, you decided to stay. Hell, I'd I'd leave the tractor running while I was gone. (laughs) (laughs) The Perkins Restaurant and Bakery in the Seward neighborhood of Minneapolis has permanently closed. Uh, Significant, I guess, because it's the last Perkins in the city of Minneapolis. Although what? There are still several remaining in the suburbs. Boy, you could find some drama at that one. Oh, boy. The restaurant was at 901 27th Avenue South, frequented by college students for brunch and late-night meals. Uh, closed on Sunday for a variety of reasons, according to uh, Perkins people. Were they having uh, issues? Is oh, they've the... had issues forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's Riverside and, and uh, 94. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the one? Yeah. Do you guys remember Embers? Sure. sure. Oh, yeah. Remember the Embers. Oh, they had great burgers. Yeah. 
They, uh, I don't think they exist anymore. I don't think they do either. Mm. There was one right by Northtown when my uh, when Dylan was, was growing still up. There's one in Mankato. I'm we gonna would, look it up. We would go there and eat breakfast once a week. Me and Dylan when he was about three. How about Big Chef? Yeah, I remember that. You, remember you mean Happy Chef? Yeah, Happy, Happy chef. chef. And they had the Big Chef in the parking lot, right? Yeah. This, this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the great place on Minnehaha Parkway and Hiawatha? They had great banana cream pie. It was a drive-in. Yeah, I don't Can't remember. Think of the There's a Dairy Queen there now, or in that area. Well, it's neither here nor there. Say, uh, take a dip today, and if you do, you're mooching off your friends because you don't have your own lake or your own pond or your own swimming hole where you tie a rope to the branch and yell, yee hoo 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 and swing <laughs> out over the swimming hole and drop in, and it'll be weed-free if the people have used Aquaside. They've been keeping, Aquaside's been keeping, uh, uh, maintaining lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that'll take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are easy to use. They work right away. They're safe. They're registered with the EPA and DNR. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake. You can do both sides of the dock. I know we've had that argument. But you don't have to have one side of the dock be crabland and the other side be a romantic sandy beach. You can have both sides free with Aquaside products because Aquaside will identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800. It's free shipping, by the way. 1-800-328-9350. 1-800-328-9350. Or go to Aquaside.com. Joe Biden says if the president were to make an issue of his age or energy level during a debate, He'd challenge him on the spot to a push-up contest. Oh my God! I'd say, I'd say, come on, Donald, come on, man. How many push-ups do you want to do? Are you going to do knuckle push-ups? <laughs> the seventy-six-year-old Biden said he often runs instead of walks when he's in parades. Hey y'all! That's what that deserves. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see him wrestle. Wrestle? Yeah. Shirtless. Oil up and go at it. <laughs> oh, I got a, a text from a buddy of mine. A picture of a, and it's right. This side of Hugo, this side of Spencer's, Grunhofer's, uh, it's a picture of a bear raiding his uh, bird seed, bird feeder. Yeah. Sure. And he said, I was at work. If I was at home, I would have wrestled him. Wrestled him. <laughs> Take him down. <laughs> I got a bear story. I said, where'd he park his bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> Let me find my bear story since we're yeah. talking about bears. Is there a bear update? I think so, yeah. I don't think I can theme? play that. This is a Why? super You don't bear. know how? No, I do. Well, you don't need to. All right. Are there leg- uh, legal issues? Yeah. There I are with so. a bear update? Yeah, I think so. But oh, I suppose. Well, can't we just say, here's and... today's bear update? Yeah, we can do that. Forest rangers in Italy are on we the hunt. We interrupt this program to bring you a bulletin <laughs> concerning the bear in Central City. Shelly Stone Park has turned into a city. <laughs> Hold it, bear. Hey, look at that bear up there. Come back here, bear. Don't be afraid, bear. Move this way. Give me your paw. What did you do that for? See, this is why he I didn't got, buy them. This is why he got D's. He, he, I said, give me a bear update theme. And he wants to wrap it up, and he gets a lion. He says, oh, that's close enough. The hell with it. <laughs> it's a lion, a lion from the Wizard of Oz. Right. <laughs> Forest rangers in Italy are on the hunt for what they're calling a genius brown bear. <laughs> That reportedly escaped captivity by scaling three electric fences and a 13-foot-high barrier. The province of Trento Press Office released an image of the fugitive bear dubbed M49 by officials that indicated the animal was last seen on the slopes of the Marzola Mountain the previous night. 
Officials say the bear was caught on a camera trap in an area not far from where it was seen early Tuesday morning. M49 had been captured on Sunday, but several hours later, the bear was able to bypass three electric fences and the 13-foot barrier without getting hurt. Trentino's governor, Mauricio Fugati, gave ragers the authority to kill the animal if given the chance. Oh, come on. He pointed out that uh, its ability to climb over the 7,000-volt fence shows how dangerous it can be. Oh, it's, it's a bear. Fugati said the fact that the bear managed to bypass an electrified seven-wire, 7,000-volt fence certified by the ministry uh, proves that it's dangerous and was a public safety problem. Orders to kill the bear, of course, has sparked anger amongst animal rights advocates who have criticized the government over faulty fencing as the reason the bear was able to escape. Uh, World Wildlife Federation of Italy suggested coyly the fence was likely not working properly since bears cannot fly. Italy's League of the Abolition of Hunting commended the bear's escape efforts, calling it an escape genius gifted with Why does superpowers. this have to be one side against others? It's all these uh, flaky animal rights uh, organizations that rush, rush to the, the uh, defense. None of us want to shoot a bear. Nope, I got no beef with a bear. Yeah, and these poor bears wander into town and all these idiots gather around with their cameras and uh, the cops have to show up. And the next thing you know, here's the DNR with a, a rifle and they... Take well, the bear I, down I, I for being a, a bear. I hope it's a dart gun with tranquilizer. Yeah, you keep thinking of that, city boy. What would you do that for? City boy. A Colombian man was detained at Barcelona's International Airport after half a kilo of cocaine was found hidden under an oversized toupee. <laughs> you see the pictures of this guy? How big would this toupee have to be? It's like a bouffant? It did, like a big Liberace thing? Yeah. <laughs> Arriving on a flight from, from, wow. from Bogota, the man attracted... You did have big hair, yeah, didn't Just you? way out here. <laughs> the man attracted police attention as he looked nervous and had a disproportionately large hairpiece under his hat. <laughs> it's one of the Marx Brothers. <laughs> They found a package. Sounds like Harpo. <laughs> they found a package stuck to his head with about forty thousand dollars worth of cocaine. How much cocaine can we stuff in rookies' big melon? Well, the problem is you couldn't get a hat over. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you need a tarp. Yeah. <laughs> Statement from police enclosed a photo of the middle-aged man, apparently still wearing the toupee, though his eyes were blocked in the image. Gave no Farmer more details. Farmer bleeping fathead about who he was. <laughs> Uh, those of us who are around microphones uh, for a living, we know not to say certain things when we think the mic might be on. Uh-oh. In Phoenix. You would think. <laughs> in Phoenix, Fox 10's Carrie Lake dropped an F-bomb on camera after her bosses asked her to hide her account on a right-wing social media platform. When a co-host suggested that station managers were thinking about potential bad press from the Phoenix New Times, the Emmy Award-winning anchor also took some shots at that paper. Bleep them, she said. They're 20-year-old dopes anyway. That's just a rag for selling marijuana ads. But she, she's probably right. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> she's she is. The point? Of course she's right. accurate. Unfortunately, she used the bleep word. Uh, on air? Should. Yeah, they were on air. Oh, that's not, uh, that's not she, wise. Did she know they were on air? No, uh, neither one of them apparently did. Uh, so this is a producer that yeah. didn't warn her that they were live. Hey, I just thought of something I got to look up, so let's take a break. Okay. You're gonna, <laughs> no, I got to go to my computer. You're going to love this. Okay, okay. okay. I guess okay. we're done. Promises, promises. <laughs> I'm Nancy Pelosi's. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sujuret. Yeah, just leave it. Just leave it. 
My search was in vain. Otherwise, we'd have to spend another half hour finding it. I was trying to find the, the, some of the soundtrack music to the uh, PBS miniseries that I've been watching. They've repeated it a few times on PBS. It's called Chasing the Moon. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, just really brilliant work. And it starts with the moon launch, which is 50 years ago this week. Uh, the boys were in day two right now, flying to the moon. Yeah. And it starts with the launch in 1969. And then it cuts backwards. We, we discover the Soviets launching Sputnik in 1957. And thus began this tremendous Cold War tug of war between the Soviets and America. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the Soviets were winning at first. And this greatly concerned America. And it's the, it's the history of how it came to be that we would actually put some human beings in a rocket and send them to the moon. And much of it was JFK's doing. But we lose him in the documentary in 1963. And that's the end of the documentary because it started with the moon landing and the moon launch. Uh So it takes you from 1957 to 1963. And what I was searching for was a piece of the soundtrack. I think it's Gary Lionelli, L-I-O-N-E-L-L-I, who was responsible for the soundtrack. And there's some just the niftiest piece of music, but we're scrambling and we can't take up an hour of your time or our time to try and find it. Uh, but the, what I wanted to tell you about it is you got to look up a guy named Ed Dwight, Edward Dwight, D-W-I-G-H-T, who was the first black man trained as an astronaut. JFK and Bobby Kennedy, admittedly for political reasons, not, not altruism, wanted a black astronaut, uh, understandably enough. And uh, along came this Ed Dwight, a fighter pilot, who was a handsome little devil. He's only five feet four. Mm. And he got into this program and never made it to the moon. He never made it to the astronaut program. He was, he was in the training, uh, but suffered greatly because he was a black guy but took it like a really, really strong man. And, and just one of the coolest characters as a sideline to history I've ever come across. And I, uh, you can, you can uh, Google Ed Dwight, and you can find you know, a New York Times piece about him. I read a Denver Post piece about him. Just an interesting guy, interesting guy. And it turns out he has become a world-renowned sculptor. That's weird. Wow. That's odd. He, he, I think he's made a lot of dough. He, he hmm. put together a couple of restaurants, He uh, and then he went to his first love, which it turns out was not being a fighter pilot. Uh, it, it's, it's art. And, and he, uh, he's been a tremendous, successful artist. He's now 85. In 1961, he was handpicked by uh, JFK to become the first ever Afri- African-American astronaut, a sign of both Kennedy's progressive values and his savage uh, his savvy image tending. And this, of course, is at the time when the U.S. was locked in a life-or-death chess match with the Soviet Union. Uh, and fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Uh, he's a Kansas City native, the first black guy to graduate from this Catholic high school in Kansas City. Uh, he was a gifted aeronautical engineer. What year does it say what year he graduated high school? Well, it would have been about 58, 57. Okay. Maybe even earlier than that. Uh, 
He was tapped by his superiors as he had been for the Pentagon's upper management fast track, but when Dwight was invited to begin astronaut training at Edwards Air Force Base in Southern California under the guidance of legendary pilot Chuck Yeager, he wavered. Yeager was a really bad guy to this guy. Hmm. Yeager, uh, I'm, I've, I always held Yeager in high yeah. esteem. Not after, not uh, after the way I saw he treated racist. Yeah, just terrible. Sorry, don't drink with this actually. guy. Don't go to dinner with this guy. Wow. Don't hang around with this guy. Tell your wives not to hang around with his wife. We don't want this five foot huh. four little bleeper coming in our program. What a douche! Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Wow. Terrible. Uh, He's regarded as a hero. Oh, oh, what a dick! Not by me anymore. Uh, but I just recommend the piece. Well, it's just, it's just reading about this guy is fantastic. Just fantastic. Uh, and he he never made it to the program. He eventually left the Air Force in 1966, and uh, he gravitated towards a technical career in the private sector. He moved to Denver and worked for IBM as an engineer. Then eventually a self-made restaurateur. And then he uh, uh, he had four rib cage locations. He said, I'm the best rib guy out there, not only an artist. Uh, <laughs> I started out as an artist, Dwight said. It was engineering and flying that was the intervention. I was born to make art. And uh, I, just, I just can't say enough about reading about Ed Dwight. And uh, I don't know what to think about Chuck Yeager. He must have had his reasons, huh? No. That's, uh, no. I don't know. That's There's, depressing. I've always held sad. him in very it's, high it's regard. It's just sad. Yeah. And, and, and it shows a film clip of Ed Dwight being grilled by the press after he was rejected. And, and the press kept saying to him, in the, in the miniseries, you see this, the press kept saying to him, well, do you think race relations had anything to do with this? And, and uh, Dwight said, I, uh, I uh, choose not to comment on that. Which means, yeah, of course. And he passed all, He, you know, he went through all the tests, and they put you through a physically grueling program to become an astronaut. It, it's, other than that blemish, uh, and, and Dwight comes across as a guy who is not soured. He's just a cool, cool guy. Uh, but, man, is that, if you haven't seen Chasing the Moon... Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't urge you enough to see. I it. was listening to something in Q, so forgive me if you mention this. But how long is the whole the whole piece? Well, the, it's it's been on a couple of different nights. It's a two hour documentary. But yeah, it's one it, episode. It, yeah, it's, okay, yeah. Gotcha. but it's aired multiple times. Yeah. Um, did all of the Apollo missions launch from Cape Canaveral? Uh, yes. Not then it became Cape Kennedy the minute he died. And Dwight says, "Why in the hell are they including me in this?" Meaning the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he said, but then I realized it had everything to do with what, what led up to it. He has worked for decades as a sculptor, earning an international reputation with more than 100 public dedications and thousands of private commissions and sales. His work can be seen in national parks, monuments, sports stadiums, and galleries in Denver and around the world, having depicted everyone from Barack Obama to slain Denver Broncos player Den- Darren Williams and America's oft-forgotten black pioneers. He's now 85. There are pictures of some of his work on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It's there, for, yeah, mm-hmm. very well done. It was Cape Kennedy from '63 to '73. Yeah, now what is it? What are we back to? Isn't it still Cape Kennedy? It's Kennedy Space Center Kennedy Space at Center. Cape Canaveral. Okay. The reason I ask is because my parents drug me down to Disney World the year that it opened, '71. They drug you? And uh, yeah, kicking and screaming, and. Um, <laughs> uh, when we visited Cape Canaveral, there was a rocket on one of those transporter things that they were moving mm-hmm. to the launch site, mm-hmm. and that thing was moving at less than one mile per hour. You know who put us into space? 
the the, the Nazis, the right? The Nazis, yeah, sure. Yeah. Werner von Braun and his mm-hmm. buddies came over here from Germany, became American citizens, and they ran the program. Yep. It, it is a documentary about a, a time in America that is absolutely fascinating. These these astronauts were American heroes. Oh, yeah. And they, they, Plus, they, they were badasses. Oh, I mean, they were test pilots. They were test pilots were, and fighter pilots, and a lot of gals hung around uh, Cape Canaveral, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> while the wives were back home tending the kids. But yeah. how much uncertainty remained with that mission? Uncertainty was 50-50 whether that's, John Glenn would have survived. That's that's why I guess what I was asking, because this is obviously way first? before my who time. Who went straight up and came back that down? Was Glenn, right? Or no, it was, it was uh, Shepard, wasn't it? Yeah. Alan Shepard. And then Glenn did an orbit yeah. and came down. And they all drove Corvettes, courtesy of Chevrolet, mm-hmm. and they all had lead foots. And they all <laughs> foots, and, feet, and, and they had all. They signed an exclusive <laughs> agreement with Life Magazine to make money, and Life Magazine was allowed to be in their homes and follow them around and the whole deal. It, it's uh, and then you learn about Ed Dwight, and it's just it's unbelievable. I like, like learning about sidebar characters. Yeah. To big American events. And now I know about Ed Dwight, who is a really important and interesting sidebar character. And up until watching this, you didn't even know he existed? Never knew he existed. Really? Yeah, I've never heard of him no. until Joe just brought him up. That's incredible. And he had, you know, he had to put his in a wheelbarrow to go through that well, flight stuff that they did. Yeah. They were all they were all wheelbarrow carriers. Yeah. I, I like the fact that they'd get on these big what were they, 747s or whatever, or C-whatevers, with no windows on them for the gravity, uh, the zero-gravity training, where they just go straight up and straight down. You know, they were living straight in Houston. Up. They were all throwing up. They were living in Houston, but everything they had to do was out of Florida. They'd hop in a, in a fighter jet to commute. Yeah. <laughs> To commute. Well, officers... They do a few barrel rolls on the way just for the hell of it. Well, well that's... Uh, the, the Officers um, in the Air Force, and I believe it holds true in the other branches, if you're a fighter pilot, that's your airplane. I guess. And you get to take it home. And that's your transportation. I mean... Where do you, you park it? Well, normally at an airport. Oh. From what I understand. <laughs> They come home and go water skiing for the weekend with the kids. Hop back in the fighter pilot or the fighter jet and go back to Florida. Well, it's just flying four times the the speed at least mm-hmm. of a commercial flight. Yeah. Well, anyway, reading about the you've read the right stuff, obviously. Oh, yes, yeah, of course. And and seeing the movie, yeah. just just amazing. Yeah, amazing stories, amazing stories. Especially uh, especially Jaeger, which was why that makes me a bit sad. What you told. Well, us. Jaeger was hard on Ed Dwight. Yeah, uh, Dwight yeah. doesn't seem to be uh, angry about it. Yeah. Uh, Dwight seems to be a, a guy uh, with his head on his shoulders. It That's seems good. like he's more resigned to it. I guess. Johnny, no. help me understand your tweet, which was really good. Wish great I could this find morning. this piece of music, though. I, I, that's what I was trying to listen for. It? No, I was. I, I, it just kept feeding into other trailers for this particular thing that you're talking about. All I, I just tweeted that it was 50th anniversary of the launch yesterday. But you said, d- uh, despite what your political. Uh, well, whatever your political views are, because a lot of people hate going to space. They say, oh, why are we wasting okay. money doing that? Blah, blah, blah. Got it. Yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. Do you think what 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 products came out of that? The advances that were made in every... There's more computer power in your mm-hmm. cell phone than there might have been in the computers at the Space Center. Isn't that amazing? That's wow. the... the uh, they always bring that up. They always say that. And you, you, you have to think to yourself, these guys were, you know, <laughs> had the guts of... <laughs> well, last night, who's... Uh, is it Reg Chapman on Channel 4? Yes. Reg Chapman interviewed a uh, an African American woman, a doctor 
last night. She invented the damn, essentially, the carburetor for the rocket. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't a carburetor. It was a fuel transfer system that she figured out how to mix hydrogen and whatever else they were using so it didn't blow up. She's from here? Uh, I she, see one. She is now. I, I don't saw know she... part of an episode saying uh, how f- females and women were part of the mathematics team right. that had yep. to figure out on the spot the calculations it would take to circle the moon and then hit the earth directly instead of <laughs> bypassing it and overshooting it and they were on duty all the time and don't forget to carry the one they were doing yeah they were basically <laughs> doing all this work that computers ended up doing later. there was a movie about that a few years ago one i think it won an academy award for something i don't remember what i'm just trying to look it up hidden figures it was called all oh, right wow yeah. Do you think that Steve at Big Time Auction seriously has prints of astronauts? Oh, I bet he does. If Probably. anybody could get them, he could. He'd be your you know? guy. Bring Big Time Sports Auctions into your charitable event if you want a great event, because uh, what they can do for you is provide uh, portraits of sports figures. Well, and I'm thinking maybe now astronauts. You could ask. Look, you can put out a nap kit and a glass of wine and a gift uh, certificate to some restaurant at your silent auction, but if you want to generate excitement... Get a hold of uh, big-time sports auctions. And what if you had 10 or 15 framed pins, uh, prints of Minnesota's favorite sports figures? You can with big-time sports auctions. It doesn't cost you anything. They take a piece of the proceeds. The rest is yours. They bring everything to your event. They set it up. They create the bid sheets. They haul it away. You stand around and nod and say, yes, I did put together a great event, didn't I? And anything you can think of, church, schools, scouts, golf events, Big time sports auctions will take care of you. They'll customize a set of items for your event, bring them out, set them up, collect the money. Go to btsauctions.com or call Steve at 612-718-3629. 612-718-3629. Tell them that uh, your event happens to be coinciding with the 50th anniversary of the moon landing and see what aeronautical things he has that would be spectacular for a silent auction. Uh, BTS Auctions, that's auctions with an S, btsauctions.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. All right. We got to stay out of this. Who's a racist and who isn't business? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and before we go any further, Chuck Yeager definitely fighting back on Twitter. Yeah, he's denying what you hear in the documentary called Chasing the Moon. Right. He's denying that he was difficult with Ed Dwight and insists that Dwight just wasn't good enough. Well, wouldn't you expect him to say that? I guess, but I, I want to stay out of this yeah, business no. because now I'm getting emails all day long from people telling me that... Uh, uh, Trump never uh, mm. wanted to uh, be alone in his casino uh, without uh, black employees. Uh, uh, he would, there was no way he wanted the black employees out of sight. The, racism doesn't mean anything anymore. It's too. It's it's just the. Uh, it it does. just happened to be the buzzword of the day. It does mean something, but you're right. It, it's it's a buzzword, and uh, you know, Jaeger's led a long, complicated life. I don't know what the hell his relationship was with Ed Dwight, yeah. and Ed Dwight is not the guy in the documentary who says these unkind things about Jaeger. You hear some other voice saying Jaeger did this and this mm-hmm. and this and yep. this. I don't yep. know. So I have no clue about Chuck Jaeger. I still think he's got a set that has to fit in a wheelbarrow. Uh-huh. All right? 
There we are. Okay. I'm done with this business. It's are we too gonna difficult. Put, are we going to put this topic in the same box that we do with uh, abortion arguments? <laughs> because I'd be down with that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's a good idea. I, I just Before we take a break and get to Johnny, I, I just have to point this out. The city of Minneapolis has issued a violation notice to Crave American Kitchen and Sushi Bar after two people were shot on the restaurant's rooftop Saturday Wait, what, morning. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh, the citation states that Crave must submit a plan to prevent criminal activity, loitering, lurking, and disorderly conduct on the business premises. Oh, my God. Further, the citation states the restaurant should indicate, it should include how people should be evacuated in case of an emergency and how staff will be trained to assist law enforcement. The restaurant now faces a reinspection following the new plan and penalties should they fail to comply. Okay, put that in the context of the people in the salon. The people in the salon are blaming the business yeah. for the behavior of bad guys. Which they're, beha- they're blaming the business. It, well, they've been doing this for a while with a lot of nightclubs around town. But Chris, maybe you know more than I. Sure. Isn't this the first incident that Crave has had? That I can recall. Yeah, I, I think this is rare for that restaurant. Well, and I have good friends that run and operate a nightclub that's about two blocks away from Crave, and they're just fed up because they have a mayor who refuses to acknowledge that there's a problem downtown, and you've got a police chief and, and a police force that have their hands tied because they can't enforce the way that they want to. This is such... I'm I'm I did I missed this. I'm I'm so angry well, this about is, this. This is shooting the messenger. Literally. Absolutely. Hey, Crave, if you want to stay in business in Minneapolis, you better figure out a way to keep bad guys out. There are pl- what the hell is that? You guys, there are places that have severe electronic monitoring for things just like this, you know, with the heavy surveillance mm-hmm. and the metal detectors. They're they're called racist clubs because of that. Oh, you're just profiling. Well, no, they're trying to keep people safe. Because, oh. and I think that's one of the recommendations to Crave is putting in a metal detector. Like this happens every other day. But hey, you know honey, what will let's happen? Let's go out to dinner to Crave. We'll, we'll just pass through a couple that's, of metal detectors. That's exactly what I was just going to say. The places that do that, like Crave, that aren't you know a nightclub, they're a restaurant. People won't go there if they see them. They they'll 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 inherently think, oh, this is we're in an unsafe place. Hmm. Shame on Minneapolis. And hi, I'm um, Tiffany, your server. And in addition to uh, providing you your menu, here's our evacuation route in case you need it. Here's a little map. Use that door over there. Are you kidding me? Minneapolis is really, really floating on thin ice here. I won't be shocked if Crave just shuts down because of this. I don't know anything about Crave. I don't it's know a who, great spot. I don't know who owns it. It's or. a great rooftop. It's a, it's one of the perfect spots to go downtown if you want to sit outside on a on a gorgeous summer night. That's too. That's such a shame. But it's the mindset of the people in positions of authority yep. who are blaming Crave for the behavior of feral young people. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this was feral youth. I don't know who shot who. That's the rumor. Yeah. Well. That's the ruling in the salon. Crave, the onus is on you to prevent crime. It's interesting how the city in general just ignores general crime and does nothing uh, to help it at all. And the police are so overworked. There's no way they can get and prevent all these crimes. If you see the, uh, and I know some of the the sites, you know, like the Facebook groups, Johnny, that you you and I have seen uh, often about Crime Watch and things like that aren't aren't always 100% reliable. 
But if you see some of these video footages that are that are coming from surveillance cameras from these businesses, you guys, these are kids on the street. Yeah. You know, 10 to 16-year-olds with guns that are I on the street. read an interesting piece about this open-air drug market that we have going over on the uh, north side. And I bet you the Reverend Tim could tell us more about this. But mm-hmm. uh, they've been watching. The neighbor's been watching. And it's, it's like... I read about this today. Yeah. It's like a drive through where cars pull up. Kids come up and they don't even try to hide yeah. the heroin, the weed, and the money. It just happens right out in the open. Uh, police set up a uh, surveillance system. Uh, the whole open air market moved a half a block down the street and continues unabated. Mm-hmm. Let's come back with Johnny. Towsley Motorsports proudly carries Polaris off road vehicles perfect for your next outdoor adventure. Towsley has the perfect Polaris model for you, whether it's an ATV or side-by-side. Polaris's hard-working, smooth-riding vehicles are perfect for the farm, trail, hunting, and virtually everything else. You'll enjoy the innovative comfort, durability, and handling you need to tackle tough terrains like high ground clearance, independent rear suspension, and my favorite, contoured seating. Stop into Towsley Motorsports, conveniently located in White Bear Lake in the corner of County E and Highway 61, and then get set up with an amazing off-road vehicle from Polaris. Warning, off-road vehicles can be hazardous to operate and are not intended for on-road use. Polaris adult models are for riders 16 and older. Always wear a helmet and be sure to take a safety training course. Towsley Motorsports, selling fun since 1971. Justice and the Suture. You know what? Yeah. Let's talk about the coffeegrounds.com just ever so oh, briefly. Yeah. yeah. You and I have had a uh, disagreement uh, between the two of us that's been going on for a number of years here now because <laughs> you basically, uh, well, well, it's the same thing you've done for my entire career is you steal material from me and you claim it as <laughs> wow. your own. And uh, the most recent and egregious of these thefts has been the Krabby Coffee Shop. Luckily for the both of I us... I was in the room okay. when it got created, and I was part of the creative process. Luckily for both of us, uh, a third... Uh, what's it called when a third party comes in and meets? An intermediary. Yes, has come in and is going to save both of us and is going to start... Gonna, listen to me, I sound like I'm from gonna. the phone. Uh, are, they are going to start supplying the Krabby Coffee Shop... With coffee. And they're not crabby. No, absolutely. No, no. They're the opposite of crabby. You're talking about the Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. The coffeegrounds.com is their website. Damn and it. it's not just coffee, it's a lot of things. I was but... there a month ago. I wish I would have gone there. <laughs> I know. I, know. I was it... looking for a place for lunch, and I ended up at some hippie man bun wipeout place. <laughs> I could have gone to the Coffee Grounds. They got craft beer, they got salami and cheeses. It's, it's Are okay. you kidding me? It's a GL headquarters in uh, Eau Claire. But but the great thing is, they have a website, and I've already I'm already going to order some coffee for uh, home use from them, uh, and you can get the coffee delivered right to your house. And they well, they this, grind it, or I got to take it outside, beat it up with a golf club. I think you're better off if you order it in bean form. Then I have to buy a beaner. You're not going to have to grinder, whatever they're called. You're not. You're not going to have to. That is, you know, speaking of racism, uh, you're not. I meant that grinder. You're not going to have to take out a second mortgage to buy 
a grinder. That's what I understand. You get them at Target or yeah, whatever. They're, right? they're not, Ten bucks you can pick yeah. up. Oh, yeah, you can deal. do it. Maybe you we'll get, get you one as a gift. You huh? can get them. They have all the flavors you need. I'm going to yeah. get myself set up with some French roast and Italian roast. Darker it's, the better for me. Yeah, That's same right. here. Uh, but they're going to they're going to start with us next week. Wonderful. So, yeah. Joe, if you were like the city of Minneapolis, you would actually blame Kenny for the theft of Krabby Coffee Shop. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not my fault. I'm a victim. <laughs> Here's Johnny. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Former U.S. Senator Norm Coleman says all visible traces of cancer were removed from his lung during a seven-hour surgery at Mayo Clinic in oh Rochester. Oh, boy, Normie. Go, Normie. He posted on his Facebook page that the cancer was more invasive than seen in earlier scans, and he praised the team of doctors who said the surgery was challenging because of scar tissue from earlier radiation. Last August, Coleman learned that the throat and neck cancer he began battling in 2015 had spread to his lungs and was at the most advanced stage. Coleman underwent chemo and intensive radiation, said the tumor was gone, but a follow-up scan recently showed the cancer had returned. In Monday's surgery, doctors were removing about a quarter of one of his lungs, cutting the organ's capacity by 15 to 20 percent. Hey, he, he was a very, or is a very active guy, right? Yeah, I don't think he's a marathon runner, but he loves fishing, and yeah, yeah he loves the outdoors. Yeah, so this will cut into his breathing capacity, yeah. will it not? I would imagine. The staff of the Nuclear Regulatory Commission is recommending that the agency cut back on inspections at the country's <laughs> nuclear reactors, a cost-cutting move promoted by the nuclear power industry but denounced by opponents as a threat to public safety. I think we ought to go in there once in a while and shine a flashlight on this stuff, shouldn't we? Have <laughs> <laughs> we heard of Chernobyl? <laughs> Come on. The recommendations made public Tuesday include reducing the time and scope of some annual inspections at the nation's 90-plus nuclear power plants. Some other inspections would be cut from from every two years to every three years. Some of the staff's recommendations would require a vote by the commission, which has a majority of members appointed or reappointed by President Trump, who has urged agencies to reduce regulatory requirements for industries. John Paul Stevens, the bow-tied, independent-thinking, Republican-nominated justice who unexpectedly emerged as the Supreme Court's leading liberal, died Tuesday in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, after suffering a stroke on Monday. He was 99 years old. During nearly 35 years on the Supreme Court, Stevens stood for freedom and dignity of individuals, be they students, immigrants, or prisoners. He acted to limit the death penalty, squelch official prayer in schools, establish gay rights, promote racial equality, and preserve legal abortion. He influenced fellow justices to give foreign terrorism suspects held for years at Guantanamo Bay the right to plead for their release in U.S. courts. He was appointed in 1975 by President Gerald Ford. He retired in June 20 of 10, served more than twice the average tenure for... 20 of 10? Did I say 20 of 10? (laughs) 10 of 20. (laughs) He June... He... He, he resigned in June of 2010. Yes. Yeah. Good catch, Joe. 20 of 10. Yeah. 20 of 10. Sometimes get confused. Yeah, served more than twice the average tenure for a uh, justice. You know, I just realized your your Bush is just as good as well, Matthew's Bush. Let's not say anything. <laughs> yeah, get that, get that under not, your hat. He will not learn Trump. No, he doesn't know how uh, we're just uh, talking about astronauts. Here's here's some astronaut news: a gold medal that flew it's aboard. Not that he doesn't know how; he just won't do it. I've could, I've used every method in my playbook to get him to do it, and he, too. he he won't do it. A gold medal that flew aboard the Apollo 11 mission to the moon with Neil Armstrong has sold for two million 
$55,000 by Dallas-based Heritage Auctions. Uh, unusually, the medal features an early design for the Apollo 11 mission insignia that was created by crew member Michael Collins. Heritage Auctions said the object depicts Collins' early and original concept for the mission insignia with the eagle carrying an olive branch in his mouth. The mission, dates, and surnames of the Apollo 11 crew are featured on the reverse of the medal. Only three of the medals were minted, one for each of the crew members. Can you imagine the those fighter pilots that trained to be astronauts? They were clamoring to do this. It was the ultimate plane yeah. ride. Yeah. It was the ultimate plane ride. Because they got bored with just the regular... They just they yeah. were willing to do it, man. Mm. Tough story from Florida. Man held his wife's lover at gunpoint, cut off the man's swimsuit area wow. before fleeing with the flailing appendage. You know, I, how, could another, how could a man do that to another man? Well, Ooh. not only that, but I was thinking, you know, at some point you got to weigh, well, what's worth it here? If I'm faced with gunpoint, he starts cutting off, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to take my chances. Well, I'm not going to offer up that first. <laughs> Can you I take, don't think he offered it up. Take, a, I, take I, a couple of fingers. Yeah. You know? Jeez, <laughs> here, have a toe. <laughs> this left foot. I can get, you know, come on. For, <laughs> you, you save that one for yeah. the very yeah. end. You don't do that. Oh, yeah. 49-year-old. No idea how can to we negotiate. Talk? I would say, can we, can we have yeah. a discussion? <laughs> can we negotiate yeah. here? <laughs> 49-year-old Alex Bonilla was arrested hours later on several charges, including aggravated assault. The Gilchrist County Sheriff's Office released a statement Tuesday that said Bonilla broke into his neighbor's home Sunday. Aggravated assault? Does that get you in the back in the good graces of the wife? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Look what I did for you, hon. Tied the neighbor up and mutilated his genitals with scissors. Deputies said the victim told authorities Bonilla then took the severed area and fled across the street with it in his hand. Oh, my God. Was he waving? going to put it on the grill? Was he waving it over his head like a checkered flag or an Olympian that just won? (laughs) Look what I got. Pass the baton. Wait, that's mine. (laughs) Deputies said the motive still is under investigation, although an arrest... The motive? An arrest report says Bonilla caught his wife and the victim having sex in May. The victim wow. has been hospitalized. Well, you got to wonder what you'd do if, the, if that was you and you caught your bride. And well, I, mean. I think I'd ask him what his secret is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, How do you get her to do that? It'd take me a little, yeah. little bit of time to get it up. Yep. Thanks, Dave. That was in May, too, so it took him how many months? Two, yeah. two, two yeah. months to... To figure out what he should do to get back at the fellow. That's right. It's been uh, named the Merit. In the past year, several prominent restaurant chains have added plant-based burgers, sausages, and ground beef to their menus, embracing a growing consumer demand for vegetarian products that simulate the taste and texture of meat. I disagree. Well, Arby's is going in the opposite direction. Rather than invest in such alternatives, the chain has unveiled a product designed to poke fun at fans of meatless meat, a carrot made out of turkey. Yeah. It's like, that's really cute, but are you really going to spend money? You're really going to spend money marketing, making and marketing this dumb thing? They actually may. They're not sure if they can do it, as you'll see in a moment here. A recent promotional video shows a step-by-step preparation of the meat vegetable, which consists of turkey breast wrapped in cheesecloth and coated in a carrot marinade. And it looks just like a hot dog, basically. Yeah, it looks... A pointed hot dog. 
the advent of the merit. He's at the point now where he's just hitting random. I know. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's forgotten what it's he's a, doing. This is a long story, too. Really <laughs> I think you could be story. done with it. Done already? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Wait, me, you got anything else? Because that one's pretty Give boring. me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. But what? Jose. 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 <laughs> the one thing I noticed, they're, they're turning this turkey roll thing into a thing that looks like a carrot, and then they're, what, shoving a little asparagus or something in the end? On the top, yeah. Or, or whatever to, it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, just to make it look like a carrot. Complete yep. waste of time. Yeah. They said they uh, they may try to market Thanks, Sarah Lee. We they, really appreciate that. <laughs> they did it as a joke to start with, but he, uh, the fellow from Arby said they may end up yeah, actually uh, trying to sell them. Nah, don't, don't waste the money. John, a guy's walking along. He sees a carrot pop through the ground. Uh-huh. The first guy ever to taste a carrot. Uh-oh. How does that happen? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. And who planted it? Yeah. How did it get there? What came first? I don't know. <laughs> but the first people to eat stuff, that intrigues me. Yeah, me too, yeah. because you know some of them just fell over dead because right. they ate things they shouldn't have eaten right. at some point. All right, then. Like bad yeah, mushrooms so. and stuff yeah, like that. exactly. Exciting day in the old GL nursing home today. <laughs> that, does, that doesn't fascinate <laughs> you, Kenny? Lo- local, Kenny, think about it. Local Girl Scout troop's going to stop by later and favor us with a few numbers and uh, <laughs> some cookies. <laughs> Oh. And then it's bingo tonight oh, at good. 3.30 p.m. <laughs> at the Knack Hardware and Lounge. Tonight at 3.30 <laughs> Followed by a buffet. Uh, 66-year-old, uh, this is a very uh, strange story. 66-year-old Iowa State official, 66 now, was asked to resign last month, days after he sent an agency-wide email to 4,300 employees highlighting lyrics from Tupac Shakur. Iowa Department of Human Services Director Jerry Foxhoven was reportedly asked by the governor, Kim Reynolds, to submit his resignation on June 17th, the Monday after he sent out the Friday mass email in which he invoked the late rapper. Uh, in the email... because well, it probably has a ton of profanity. It, it does. It's a song, uh, yeah. which I actually knew, called Hit Em Up. Oh, has, God. You, you know Hit Em Up. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Does that mean what I think it means? Uh, it's uh, No, there's... It doesn't. It's about basically about he's talking about his well, en- uses, enemies and part of it. He oh, uses the N word about million, thirty-five times in that times. song and lots of swearing yeah. and uh, threatens several. He other He looks rappers. like this. What is his position in the government? Uh, he was the uh, let's see uh, the. He's our guy, the Health and Human Services. Yeah, he was guy. the Department of Human Services. Maybe that's what Lori did. He looks like the kind of guy that would uh, recommend Al uh, Yankovic. The, the he, he looks like nobody that would ever listen to Tupac. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you see his picture. Uh, he did submit uh, the thing. A spokesman for the governor wouldn't confirm or deny the reports that the email was the impetus for Reynolds' resignation request. Uh, as governor, uh, a lot of factors contributed to the resignation, according to Governor Reynolds. At least 350 pages of emails obtained by the Associated Press revealed, though, that this Jeez. man, careful, Kenny, Sorry. Foxhoven hosted weekly Tupac Fridays, during which he'd play the lyricist tunes in the office. He frequently traded song lyrics with employees and even marked his 65th birthday uh, with the Tupac-themed cookies, including ones decorated with the words Thug Life. Emails showed Fox Oven also paid tribute to Shakur on the anniversary of his murder. This is a long story, too, isn't it? It is. They all are. Doesn't Joe, you've got that tattooed across your shoulders, right? It's just big ink. It just says Thug Life. Thug Life. Wasn't that Pat's tattoo in a shirtless photo? Didn't he have the Thug Life tattoo on his stomach? It was. It was. There's two more pages of that, but I'll skip no, the rest yeah, of that one. That's sad. Can't be happening. Right. I'll skip the rest of that one. Jose. Are we uh, done here? Oh, I saw the film uh, on the news of the uh, 
the Saturn V rocket superimposed on the Washington Monument. It's absolutely oh, cool. fantastic. You'd think the rocket was right there on a launching pad. Really? Cool. It's very, very cool. And how is it done just with... Well, it's uh, called a video projection. Well, no, I, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I don't know how it's done. What do you think I am? Well, you said you saw the news report. I was never in the AV club. <laughs> Remember the AV club? The, sure. Some sap would have to push around a big tray with a slide machine yeah. on it. And he always got out of class, Got too. out of class to do mm-hmm. that, right? And then coming up after bingo tonight at 3.30, <laughs> uh, nurses at 4.30 p.m. will be serving warm milk and mushy cookies. Hey, like nurses the put nurses. the health in care. Okay, thanks, Pops. <laughs> hey, Spencer's doing slider patties now, including bacon and cheddar, cheese curd, regular, and a brat patty. Rookie burger, Rick, rookie burger, ribeye burger combo pack now available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. New lasagna brat, incredible chicken brats. Spencer's back there with a vat of 800 pounds of brats making sausages. Mm-hmm. These are professional meat cutters. Buffalo and elk patties, flat iron, skirt and hanger steak, beef short ribs, sliced jerky, chicken brats. I'm telling you, if you want meat, this is the meat capital of the world with more than 130 brat flavors. People are having their own uh, brat brackets as the grilling season proceeds during the summer. And also, uh, double, double smoked ham, uh, bacon cut thick any way you want it. Handmade, uh, uh, homemade pastrami. I, I don't like when you glance over the, the smoked ham. The I know you're is, such a ham. This stuff is sliced. You know there's a beer and onion brat? I did not. I bet that would be good. That would be very there's good. There's a beer brat and a beer and onion brat and a beer bacon cheese curd brat. Oh, wow. Spencer okay. sells cheese on the spot. They got too. cheese there, too. So here's what you do. You get the ham. You put everything else in the cooler except the ham and the cheese. Yeah. And you roll up these little delightful ham and cheese roll-ups on your way home. Yeah. yeah. That's called distracted driving. (laughs) You can't whip out a big fillet knife and start cutting off yourself a hunk of ham. It's pre-sliced. Oh, it's good stuff. So you have a slab of ham, a slab of cheese, you roll it up like a cigar, you hang it out of your mouth. You know, I'm not a jerky guy, but you guys are. Oh, you love the jerky. Great jerky. They have great jerky. I always think of jerky as being too tough. Is it tough? Their jerky's not tough at all. In fact, the turkey one that I like Mm-mm-mm. is chunks like this, and it's soft and spicy. And, oh, oh man. Why don't we make it a run? One of us has got to yeah, go. Yeah, I need some. I nominate one of you three. I'll, I'll, I'll supply the dough if you make the run. I, I'm probably closest, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. it's probably on you, John. Yeah, it's probably right, on me. right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, GrunhoferMeatMarket.com. Say, I already have a piece for tomorrow's Positive Thursday. Oh yeah, wow. I got to work on mine. I already have a piece. All right, I've we got, got something stump you. positive. Are you here tomorrow? I've got something positive for you for tomorrow. All right, I'm going to be here. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! <laughs> John, you're not. I am not here tomorrow. We'll right. next see you Monday. Monday. All right. right. All right. You want it, you do what Rookie usually does. Okay, you want me to take care okay, of that from here? Okay, yellers, go on to the Facebook and the Google and the, the Apple something something and like us. Don't forget Because it makes podcast. a big damn deal. And then I have my super interesting podcast, The Rookie's <laughs> Family Around the Christmas Table. It's a sister podcast and we're part of the GL fold. Oh, and if you're an advertiser and you want to get involved, call Chris uh, Chris uh, Reavers on his personal cell phone, 612 612- <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Right. What, what all, all what Kenny said, garagelogic.com. We'll see you tomorrow.